Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode five of Walk with Ethan, the wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Moshe, I have John, my co-host with me, but today he has family stuff to do, so unfortunately he won't be with me today, but he'll be back Sunday. So what we're doing is, for now on, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be posting episodes on Fridays and Sundays. So Fridays will be going for the shows for Monday for Thursday, and then on Sunday show, it will be basically from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday shows. Instead of doing all, like, over 20 shows on Sundays, we're just going to split it on Friday, Sunday. So, yes, Fridays will be shows from Monday for Thursday. And then Sundays will be shows from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And also we're going to do predictions for tomorrow night's Vengeance Day pay-per-view for NXT. Which, uh, we already have ours, so let's get started. So... I already did my AEW Dark, some sort of talk elevation. I did that. <clears throat> you can check my full thoughts on wrestling audio, the WWE podcast. So, Ralph Velvet defeat Billy Starks, three minutes, 21 seconds. Trios action, Alfred John Silver of the Dark Lord defeat the Worked Horseman, Anthony Henry, JD Drake, four minutes and 24 seconds. Rush defeated Brian Pillman Jr. At four minutes and fourteen seconds, Sky Blue and Yuka Sakasaki defeat at the Ring of Honor Women's Champion Dina and Monte. Seven minutes eleven seconds. Top flight Darius and Dante Martin defeat Ari Devar and Tony Nese. Five minutes and two seconds. Kings of Black Throne Brody King Malachi Black defeated the Outrunners Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd. Two minutes and fifty six seconds. <clears throat> In classic Claudio Castanoli retained the role. Ring of Honor Wall Tigers played Christian at seven minutes and seventeen seconds. So that was Dark Elevation. Now we'll go to Monday Night Raw from January 3rd, our first show after Royal Rumble. So we kick it off with a recap of the Royal Rumble this past Saturday. And speaking of the Royal Rumble, here comes the winner of the men's Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes. He makes his way down the ring. He jokingly asked fans what they want to talk about. They say he's not the same person when he started working for WWE. He recalls about the OVW training facility for the first time. Recounts that he would be WWE champion in two years. He said he was ambitious and thought he'd be the next John Cena. He said if he could talk to him himself back, he would tell him he wouldn't go down that way. He questions if he tell about his WWE journey, tell about all the things he's gone through, including winning the 2023 Royal Rumble match his gear spot at WrestleMania 39. He continues on to say he would tell him a single thing about his time in WWE because every single moment has been worth it. He hears sing he hears things say his theme song, Kingdom. It's a, and tries to rest has more on royal families. It's not the only wrestling, but more it's not only wrestling that's more on royal family, but to be that's why I'm for that to be true. He has to across from one Roman Reigns in the bloodline. He said he specs Reigns, but I rest him at 39. Someone else will be the one to eat rather than the head of the table. He warns warn Reigns that he will not be the undisputed years gym by the end of the night. All of a sudden, we get Judgment Day's music hits. They hit the ring. Myers Bray Ripley. Finn Balor asks Rhodes if he's here to do something original or steal his old stuff per usual. Tell the Bullet Club stuff, but technically Finn shouldn't be talking because he technically Bullet Club did steal from NWO, but we're not going to get in that debate. So Dominic Mysterio tells Rhodes he for Judgment Day's plan at the Rumble. And he says he was supposed to win. Balor taunts Ray Mysterio for being able to make it around on Saturday before Dominic says Rhodes put his hands on him in his moment. So basically what Finn was talking about, Mysterio was supposed to come out at number 17, and he never did. But in, re- in reality, he had an injury, so they took him out. 
Anyway, so Rose Bowman, Damian Priest, and Dominic should be the second generation Super Maven WrestleMania, and then calls him a suck up. Then puts over the winner of the Women's War Rumble, Rhea Ripley. Then he calls Rhodes the Golden Boy, says he was in the number 30 spot. Rhodes asked Judge Bay if he were trying to scare him straight. Sorry, yes, Dom, Dom, Dominic was there that. Then tells Dominic he has respect for his family. Dominic cuts him on, he has no respect for Ray, his father, Ray, or the else's father, called Dusty Rhodes. Rhodes says he could play it safe till WrestleMania, or he could be himself and kick any of their asses. Then all of a sudden, Edge's music hits and he runs out. He attacks Judgment Day, causing the officials to come down and separate all the men. Cody Rhodes joins and helps Edge with the backup. Who way to kick off Raw? Okay, wait. So we found out there'll be Balor and Rhodes in the main event. And we also found out earlier today that Austin Theory will defend his United States title inside the Elimination Chamber against five challengers. We have three qualified matches on this show, and we have two this Monday on Raw. So the first one is Seth Rollins versus Chad Gable. Match starts up with a lockup, and then Gable trips Rollins. Then he tries to go for the ankle lock, but Rollins makes it to the bottom rope from preventing Gable to do it. So Gable hits a German suplex. Rollins rolls to the outside, and Gable falls in out there with a cannonball off the apron. He tosses him back in the ring and sends to the top rope. Then delivers a diamond hit, but goes for the cover, but Rollins kicks out. That's just a commercial break. We come back from break. Gable's working on Rollins' knee. He delivers a pair of shots, but Gable comes back with a dragon school. Screw. He sends to the top rope, but he tries to go for a moonsault while Rollins, Rollins rolls him up. But before the referee can finish the three, Rollins picks him up and hits the buckle bomb. Hits a pair of clotheslines, followed by Superkick and a Falcon Arrow. That got a two count. Rollins looks for the pedigree, but Gable reverses to a into a pin. Rollins counters it, and they go back and forth with pin exchanges till Gable gets him on the shoulders and hits him with a cliffhanger DDT. Before Rollins comes back, hits an elbow into Gary. Then Gable catches Rollins an ankle lock. Rollins rolls up Gable to escape. Gable kicks out two and locks in again. That was a cool spot. Rollins escapes the hole by kicking him off, then hits the pedigree to score the win. Yeah, let me see how this match went. Sorry. So Rollins defeats Gable at 9 minutes and 8 seconds. This was a good way to kick off Raw. I give this match 7 out of 10. So Rollins has called for the U.S. Tele Chamber match. Then we get our second match. We get one half of the women's tag team champions. EO Sky goes along with Candice LeRae. LeRae trips Sky before EO comes back with a draw kick. Or looks for a draw kick. Sorry, LeRae moves out and hits a senton. Eo sends Lorraine to the middle rope, then falls with a flapjack and a stomp to their back. Hits a body so man really hits a Lorraine hits a single leg draw kick. Eo rolls to the outside and gives Lorraine hits a drop kick for the middle rope. Eo comes over with a cross body, throws it back in the ring. She tries to go for something, takes her down, says it's a break. We come back from break. Lorraine hits a drop kick off the top rope. Lorraine hits a German suplex on the middle rope. They're trying form exchanges. Eo got Larry up for her shoulders. Larry tries escapes for a poison rana. Goes to the top rope, but Eo knocks her down. She tries to go for the over the moonsault. Larry gets her knees up. She has to cover, but the referee is missing it due to distraction from Dakota Kai and Bailey control of damage control. Bailey then distracts Larry and allows Sky to roll Larry up to score the three for the win at nine minutes and eighteen seconds. And uh, Larry had beaching me in her corner. This was. Okay, matches they had better. Excuse me, they had better matches, especially the one in Toronto back in NXT. I get this match six out of ten, and then we come back from 
uh, break, we get a field recap of the women's rumble match where Rhea Ripley eliminate Asuka and Liv Morgan to win. And then speaking of the women's rumble, here comes the winner, Rhea Ripley. Make her way down the ring. She said it's been a while since she's been in the ring without Judgment Day, but she wants the attention to be on her. She said she disrupted the status queue two nights ago by outlasting 29 other women in the win to win the women's rumble match or herself. Choose which woman's title she'll face the rest of the 39. But she's not wrong. She literally outlasted 29 women. Not like Cody Rhodes where he lost six, but we're not going to have that debate. <laughs> she said her career was just starting when she won the NXT Women's title three years ago. And she's challenging. She challenged Charlotte Flair. She asked Charlotte won the 2020 Women's Rumble at that year's WrestleMania. She said Flair rightfully put her in her place and then she said keep her better every year. She also said Flair is always at the top, but calls herself a disruptor and says she doesn't like things that are overplayed. She finds Flair to enjoy bound down to the queen, enjoy everyone bound down to the queen that says she'll see be down to her. She tells Flair that she chooses her. They had some, this would be the third time I believe they have faced off. And singles come third or fourth. I'm not, I know it's been more than once. So that'll be a good match. So we have two matches already officially made for WrestleMania. We go backstage. Kathy Kelly is with Seth Rollins. Rollins just before they discuss the chamber. They're talking about the crowd in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and his match with Chad Gable earlier in the show. He said he'll take back the U.S. title on February 18th at the chamber. Then it's on to WrestleMania. Kelly then asks Rollins for his thoughts on being from by Logan Paul in the Rumble match. And then Rollins walks away without saying anything. Our third match, our second uh, U.S. television chamber qualify match. Johnny Gargano goes with Baron Corbin. Gargano wastes no time as he goes right to on Corbin, beats him down, hits a hurt around a draw kick, but Corbin catches him with a big boot and a chop. He sends Gargano to the corner, but Gargano fires back with a kick. So Corbin rolls up to the ring, and Gargano hits a draw kick for the middle rope. Corbin chokes lands Gargano on the barricade, then sends his head bounce on the announce table, sends him in the barricade. That comes, sends us a commercial break. <clears throat> we come out from break. Corbin is raining down some hammer and anvil elbows on Gargano. Gargano fires back with a slingshot spear, then falls with a pair of super kicks. Corbin falls it up with a deep six for a, for a two count. Sets up some right hands and then gets Gargano up. Gargano sends Corbin shoulder first in the steel post, then hits a toe by Suicida. JBL tried to interfere, but Dexter Loomis pulls on an axe and hits JBL's cowboy hat. JBL didn't have the cowboy hat on, don't worry. So Gargano takes advantage and rolls up Corbin to get the win. At nine minutes and twenty six seconds, this eh, was not a big fan of this match. I give it three out of ten. So Gargano joins the champ Austin Theory and Seth Rollins inside the chamber. And speaking of Austin Theory, MVP welcomes the via Fight Lounge. Then he introduces the U.S. champ Austin Theory. Theory comes sits on the coach, and MVP tells him something to make more comfortable. Theory says he's here to make VIP Lounge relevant again. So it should be renamed to Austin Theory Live. MVP says hot trends come and go, but classics always stay. He said Austin Theory Live has a ring to it. Then asked Theory where his head is going to the Elimination Chamber. Fans loudly boo theories. Theory asked him if he, just, if he calls him champ. MVP says he didn't. Theory mocks him, but he also calls Bobby Lashley champ. Then recalls being given an F5 off top of the chair by Brock Lesnar. Then comes up the ruthless aggression of his generation. MVP says he's been in the same spot as Theory. No, is he scared? He said he's doing a good job of allowing people to use the case and should never know who'd be in the chamber. There he asks if he's a threat to MVP and Lashley's more dangerous than the Undertaker. 
theory says Lashley won't be in the chamber, then asks to talk about something not in the past. He voiced concern about theory's health before theory tells him to worry about his own health and Lashley's. He calls Lashley's the meal ticket of MVP. Lashley's music is the answer to the ring. MVP prevents from attacking theory, but theory kept running his mouth, calling his daddy. MVP lets him lose and Lashley beats down theory. He goes for a spear, but theory pulls MVP in front of him and MVP gets hit with the spear to close out the VIP lounge. Then we go backstage, Barnes Saxon is with Judgment Day. Saxon asks Finn Balor about the altercation with Edge earlier tonight, and Balor tells Saxon to let Edge know he works Monday nights. Then addresses Cody Rhodes to Rhodes steal from for years. Then we come back from break. The Miz is in the ring. He complains about being prominently featured on Raw 30 and being the first man eliminated in the men's Royal Rumble match. He puts his hands up, then asks the fans to even know what that means. He says when his hand goes up, their mouths go shut. He complains about having an elimination chamber qualified match, then demands to have a match. Then WWE official Adam Pierce comes to the ring. Says he had opportunity for him. He says there is someone who's been knocking on his door for an opportunity all day and introduced the newest member of the Raw roster, the returning Rick Boogs. Boogs was on SmackDown with Nakamura. He suffered a nasty knee injury last year at WrestleMania. Some music. Boog's music hits and he parties the night away, heads to the ring. Miz asks Pierce if this is who he wants in a match with. Pierce says yes. He says Miz is always telling him he's awesome. Then he calls for the ref, makes the match official. As Mitch, Miz is bitching about wrestling in a suit. Like, get the fuck over it. So we get to that match. The Miz goes on with Rick Boogs. Boogs sends Miz in the turnbuckle face first. He delivers Miz delivers a left hand, but his this only angers Boogs. He hits a Gunt Ranch followed by Fallways and a modified military press slam for the quick win at a minute 15. Eh, 1 out of 10. Then we go backstage to Alpha Academy as Otis and Chad Gable get separated before a nearby Maxwell Mill models take notice of Otis. Moss saying Vansois thought Otis was gross, but Maxine Dupree calls him perfect. Okay. <clears throat> yep, that was the segment. We come back for break. We get a. Recap of the end of the Rumble match where Sami Zayn betrayed the bloodline. And then the following attack following that. Then Bailey comes down the ring. She goes about attacking Becky Lynch of Ross 30. Then says damage control. Damage dominate the women's rumble. I mean, kind of. She's there for a moment with a match from Eliminate Lynch. Then she she's down with her. Becky Lynch music hits. She hits to the ring. Lynch tells Bailey to shut up. Just two of them aren't done till she says they are. She says she's already won the Rumble, but has entered the twenty the this year's Rumble match to take out damage control. Bailey says that sounds like excuses to her, and Blanche's excuses are to prime fans of a steel cage match, among other ones. Bailey denies that she's doing that as fans tell her exactly what, what she's doing. Bailey says she doesn't care if that's Lynch's birthday, then tells her she thinks she's overrated. She says she's not good enough to be a champion or in the ring with her, then says she's not good enough for her husband, Seth Rollins. Oh, here we go. <laughs> then Bailey says Rollins only married her because she got pregnant. And Lynch says she thought they were only fighting only were only fighting only wrestling. Lynch said all the Mossy between on NXT and Orlando. Then she challenged Bailey to a cage match in the place it all started. Originally Bailey declined the challenge. And Lynch said she thought Bailey would say that. She hits in a bag, drapes Dakota Kai over a chair around her ankle. She picks it up and asks what's going to... Picks up the other chair and asks what's going to be. Bailey accepts her challenge to save Kai. Then Lynch tells Bailey to check on Eos guy in the bag to end that segment. I thought it was a great segment. Bailey 
what a cheap shot to Lynch with that Seth Rollins line. I thought that was X fucking great. But we finally get that cage match for Monday on Raw. Then we do probably have Raw 30. Then we go backstage, Kathy Kelly's with Adam Pierce, and she says Pierre has two huge announcements. He said he made the cage match between Lynch and Bailey official. The announces that we're gonna find out who Bell will be the next challenger for Bianca Bell's Raw Women's title. We're gonna get a women's chamber match. He said four already qualified. He says the final four in the in the women's round, not counting Rhea Ripley. That would be Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Dickie Cross, and Asuka. It said one of the final two competitors to be determined to fill four match this Monday. He's a next week on Friday. So this Monday on Raw will be Kish Ray, Meechin, Piper Niven, and returning Carmella. We found out earlier today we have a we'll find out the final another fatal four match tonight on SmackDown would be Natalia, Shotzi Blackheart, Shane Page, and Selena Vega. So our last two spots will be filled. And then all of a sudden, Chelsea Green walks in, tells Pierce she wants to have the unacceptable conditions and treatment she resumes returned this past Saturday. Pierce escorts her off and says they can discuss. Which she was told was having Swiss chocolate in her own private dressing room. So, yeah, they're giving her the Karen gimmick. All fucking goody. Then our... Our fifth match, our final elimination chamber match, qualify match of the evening... Bronzer Wee goes along with Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler hits a draw kick. He falls with an elbow. Bronzer Wee fires back with a splash. Ziggler hits a back elbow. Falls with DT. Only got a two count. Reed hits a <coughs> form and hits a vertical suplex. Looks for a vertical suplex, but Ziggler escapes with a zigzag. He charges a reap but Reed catches him with a powerbomb. Hits to the top and hits the tsunami for the win at 3 minutes and 14 seconds. Bronze Wee look like a beast. There, I give it 5 out of 10. So, so far in the chamber, besides the champ, Austin Theory, we have Seth Rollins, Jai Gregor, and Bronze. And we'll find out our last two men, but I'll get to that in a minute. Sorry, so we go backstage. Kathy Kelly is with Carmella. Carmella says she's back and she was curious about in the women's chamber match next week. Oscar walks in, get Carmella gets her face. Oscar creepily laughs at Reveal her blue stained teeth. Then we go backstage to Rick Boogs. Street Profits and Eliza celebrating Boogs' win earlier in the show by defeating the Miz. Bard Saxon walks in. And Boogs. Express excitement that he runs off. Saxon has three problems out of field going to their chamber qualified matches against Dean Priest and Elias. Respectfully, Angel Dawkins puts himself over, says he'll beat Priest before Elias and Floyd are able which one will win. Then we go to our sixth and final match, our maven of the night. The winner of the men's war rumble, Cody Rhodes, will judge for days Finn Balor. So they lock up, start the matchup. Rhodes slaps Balor. It gets him up for a delayed vertical suplex, but sends him down face first. That's us to a commercial break. We come back from break. Balor hits a series of stomps to Rhodes as Rhea Ripley's laughing and taunts at him. Balor sends Rhodes in the top turnbuckle face first, then goes to work on his fingers. Hits a chop and hits a kick in the chest. Balor hits most stomp, then hits a knee to Rhodes' neck. 
He was going to go for a second one, but Cody Rhodes counters it with a dragon screw, hits a disastrous kick, sends back to the outside, and hits a tope suicida. Priest and Dominic try to attack Cody, but Cody sends him over to the announce table for getting back inside and hits Bow with a power slam. He was trying to go for a Cody cutter, but Bow counters with an elbow drop. That's also another commercial break. We come back from break there. Rhodes and Bowder team on top rope. Cody manages to hit a superplex before the exchange right hand. Cody hits the Cody cutter for a two count. Bowder hits a sling blade. He charges at Rhodes, but he, Rhodes hits him with a super kick, locks into Vigor 4. Bowder avoids it, sends Rhodes to the outside. Judgment Day circles Rhodes, but here comes Edge running for the crowd. He lays out Damian Priest and Dominic before Rhea attacks Edge, but Edge's white bet Phoenix runs out and takes her out with a spear. Inside the ring, Balor tried to go for hit the double stomp at a draw kick. He goes out try to go for the gritty grit, the gritty grub, but Edge momentarily distracts him. Balor went for the move anyway. Rhodes runs out of the way and hits three crosswords to put Balor away at 15 minutes and one second. I give this match seven out of ten. Not fun little main event there. And this is probably set up a you're going to do a mixed tag match with Edge and Beth going against Rhea and either Dominic or Damian Priest, or they do a six-person put um, Rhea, Dominic, and Finn or Damian, or Finn against Rose, Edge, and Phoenix. But that closes out Raw. So out of those matches, I recommend checking out Rollins and Gable. And pretty much the opening in the Maven, I would say go check out there. So for Raw, this Monday on Raw, as of right now, we have a steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Bailey. A fatal floor, Raw Women's Son of Terrence Lemon Shame, a qualified match. It would be Meechan, Kenneth Lorraine, Piper Navy, and Carmella. Then we have a our first of two United States Tall Lemon Shame qualified matches. Angel Dawes will have Priest. I think Priest beats Dawkins. Oh, for the women's, for the cage match, I say Lynch wins. And for the fatal floor, I say either. Piper Niven or Meechin wins that one. And then our final U.S. Tall Women's Chamber qualifying match, it's Montez Ford going against Elias. I see Ford getting that. And for the Chamber card so far, we only have two matches officially made. So for the U.S. title, Austin there with it against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronzeri, and the winner of the Doggets Priest match and the winner of the Ford Elias match. And if we get determined the number one for the Raw Women's title in the Women's Chamber match, Raquel Rodriguez. First, Liv Moore, first, Austin from the crowd, first, the winner of the SmackDown four way match, first, the winner of the Raw's Fatal four way match. So, we're doing so pretty much so from SmackDown, we're covering Jason Liv Morgan and Austin Nikki from Raw. And then for WrestleMania so far, only three matches have been made for April 1st and 2nd. Roman Reigns defends the Unspeakable is the winner of the Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes. As of right now, Shara Flair defends the SmackDown Women's Hall against the Women's War Rumble Ray Ripley, and Bella Bella will defend the Raw Women's Hall against the winner of the Chamber. So that was Monday Night Raw from January 30th. And now we'll go to New Japan Pro Wrestling Road to New Beginning in Sapporo Night 5. Also January 30th, this was from Iowa, Japan in the Perfetto Gymnasium. This was a house show as the first two nights from Corgan Hall were on New Japan Road, but the rest of the tour wasn't. So in the opening match, and Aaron Hanari defeat Ryo Oyo for a rampage, eight minutes and thirteen seconds. Some tag team action: Tiger Mask Four and Toge Malgabe defeat Hiroshi Tenzin and Yuto Yudo Nakashima via King Kong knee drop on Nakashima, ten minutes and forty five seconds. 
tag team match at Mashawano. Jado defeat Bullet Club's Taiji Ishimori in Ghetto via RRP on Ghetto. 10 minutes and 57 seconds. This is continuing the hype up the match between Mashawano and Ishimori in Osaka on February 11th. More tag team matching. Kenta in El Fantasma Bullet Club defeat Hiroshi Tanahashi in Tomla Hama via Sun Dazzle Hama. 15 minutes and 36 seconds. This is promoting the Kenta Tanahashi match and the Alpha Tassel Challenger for the Never Open Weight title that is at in Osaka as well. Eight man tag team match in TMDK. There is the television champ, Zack Saber Jr., Shane Hayes, Mike and Nichols, and their young line, Kose Fujita. Defeating Chaos is that is the IWGP tag team champ with Tarogi Goto and Yoshihashi, along with Tomohiro Ishii and Oscar Lube. Field Slime Larry and Lube, 11, 14 minutes, 11 seconds. This is just a preview for the television. Title and other GB titles on for Sapporo. I'm just double checking, make sure I got the shows right. So, yes, for night two of the of Sapporo, there and then an eight man tension. Eight man tag team match as we have not imparted junior by tag team champions. <coughs> Excuse me. Francisco Kira and TJP. Will Osprey and Great Okan did feature just four guys as Doki, Yoshibao Karamaru, Taiji, and Taka Michinoku via him blade on Taka Michinoku, 12 minutes and 40 seconds. So this is hyping up the preview matches for. The junior tag title match as Cash 22 defense Doki and Jet Noshima Kamaru and also Will Osprey versus Taiji. That's night one of New Beginning Support. That is on this Saturday, February 4th. And then in 10 man tag team match, we have Chaos's IWGP Warbird Champion Kasushka Okada, Yo, and Toriyano. Teaming up with Shura Uno and Risuke Taguchi defeat Boss and Kanabra's Day Upon. That is KOBW 2023 Champion Shinko Takagi. Junior Rubber Champion Hiroma Takahashi, Jusia Naito, Sonata, and Bushi via direct drive on Bushi, 16 minutes and 50 seconds. Mm -hmm. This is previewing the Junior, the special singles match in Umino and Tsunido Naito on February 4th at night one of New Begin Sapporo. Also previewing the Junior Heavyweight Tall match between Yo and Hiromu on the second night of New Begin Sapporo. And also the IWGP War Highway Tile match between Okada and the Shingo Takagi on February 11th. So that is Road to be New Beginning Night 5. Right. Now we'll all round down the dark. Results very quick. So in trios action, the opening match, Air Fox and Top Flight defeat the wingman Caesar Benoni, Pierre Avalon, and Ryan Nemeth, 5 minutes and 48 seconds. In the second match, Ralph Elvin defeats Sofia Castelletto, 4 minutes and 46 seconds. In the third match, Zach Klein defeat Madman Fulton, 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson defeat Dean Alexander versus Grillo. Tag team match, that's fourth match, 2 minutes and 10 seconds. In the fifth match, Sky Blue defeat Renee Michelle, 2 minutes and 31 seconds. Tag team match, Shane Taylor Promotions, J.D. Griffey, Shane Taylor, defeat Dante Casanova, Mr. G, a minute 47 seconds. Yuka Sagasaki, defeat Avery Brooks, 4 minutes and 15 seconds. Tag team match, in the work horseman, Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, defeat the Sulks, Adrian Alliance, and Liam Gray. 
in the main event, Kanosuke Takeshi defeat and Helgo seven minutes and thirty nine seconds. So that was AW Dark. And now I'll run down NXT from January thirty first. So, oh, we match tag team match in the Creed Brothers because it's Indy Sheer, Julius Creed and Fear Mahan lock up start the match. They go back and forth. Mahan whips Julius into the corner. Then Brutus and Sangha tag him. Sangha whips Brutus in the corner, then tags Mahan back in. Fear delivers a right hand to Brutus to follow an elbow drop and a series of kicks. Brutus sends Fear into the corner, tags Julius. Julius has to right hand Fear, then double hip toss with the help of his brother Brutus. Julius then delivers a gut wrench to Brutus on top of Mahan before Sangha tags in and beats down Julius. Mahan tags in and delivers serious knees, then takes Sangha back in. Sangha sends Julius face first on the top turnbuckle, then delivers a kick to his spine. Uh, and Julius is into Guri. Burst makes a hot tag, knocks down Mahan, delivers a side suplex, follow German suit, and then the Burst smash. Julius hits a standing shooting star press for a two count. We went for a cover, but Sangha broke it up. Julius delivers a powerbomb, follows up with a Death Valley driver, and while the Referee strike Junior Mahal grabs Julius' leg. Ivy Nile gets in his face and Julius runs the ropes. He doesn't see Nile sends her crashing off the apron. And she takes advantage of it and hit and Sangha tags in, hits the choke slip on Julius to score the win at 9 minutes and 57 seconds. This was a good way to kick off NXT. I give this match 6 out of 10. Then we go backstage, Axiom. We see Axiom watching eight kids matches from his time in NXT UK. The match with him and Tyler Bate for the Heritage Cup. And speaking of Tyler Bate, he walks in. He was always a fan of his and asked what happened to a kid. The joke is a kid is actually Axiom. But the fans, all the fans are there, but they just want you to basically tell you that without fully saying it. The big said he tells Axiom, they reminds him of a kid. Axiom says he gets a lot and gets that a lot. Challenges to some friendly competition before Damon Kemp walks his European wrestling's overrated. Until anyone asks him to ache if he sees that he's trash. Ask him if he sees that he'll pass that message. Then our second match, we have Sylvie Starko on Indy Hartwell. Masters with a lockup. Starks. Royal City outside with Indy Harbor Falls are out there. Since it's fine first into the apron. She tossed Stark into the ring, then delivers a boot to her head and plants her. Starks hits a snap mirror for delivering a slide lariat. They go back and forth with shots for Starks since Hartwell into the corner. Hartwell returns to favor, hits a side slam. Then she sends Indy's head bouncing off the top rope. Then she reigns as a right hand. Starks hits a boot to Hartwell's face for Hartwell sends Starks to the map. She hits a pair of clotheslines so that's blind buster for a two count. Starks falls it up with a roundhouse kick to it and falls it up with a German suplex. Indy lands on the apron, looks to go for one, but Starks trips her, then hits DC 360. That's basically a flipping GTS for the win at 6 minutes and 17 seconds. This was a fun little match between these two. I give this match 6 out of 10 as well. After the match, so he's attacking Heart Rail, but Sol Rucka runs him to make the save. Then after the break, we see a video from Paul Curse. He's in Charlotte. He says he went there at Veggie Day to feel the energy of the city. 
and says he's ready for his two out of three false match for Kamaro Hayes. That sounds like a banger. <laughs> he says he's better than Hayes and tricks, tells Trick Williams if he wants to get involved, he will take him down. Then Wesley, the North American champion, makes his way down the ring. He said Vengeance Day is four days away. His biggest challenge awaits, a, awaits him in, in Dijak. He said he'd rise like he did when he faced Tony D'Angelo and Carmelo Hayes. Dijak comes down to the ring and tells him to soak things in because that'll be his final days as North American champion. Dijak said he had every chance to hand a North American title, but now he has to stand across from the biggest basement NXT as he rips his as he rips his North American title away from him. So Lee tells Dijak that's what he would have to do. He said he overcame every obstacle and tribulation put in front of him, and support from the fans have shown that he could reach the levels he didn't think he could. Then he says Dijak's not fighting him, but all the fans. All of a sudden, Fall Wagner's music has, and he comes out of the ring along with Mr. Stone. Stone says he thought he misheard Dijak, said he was the biggest and baddest. He asks if he forgot about Wagner before Wagner tells Dijak to take off sunglasses. Lee interrupts him and tells him he sees injustice that needs to be fixed. He suggests that Wagner were to beat Dijak tonight, he would see as a championship contender. So Dijak and Wagner begin brawling before Wagner clotheslines Dijak to the outside. Then we get this impromptu match, or third match of the night. Dijak goes well by Wagner. They're just Hitting each other with right hands. Wagner hits a knee. Fallaway slams us to a commercial break. We come back from break. Dijak hits a close on Wagner. Dijak goes for a choke slam, but Wagner counters it. Dijak hits an elbow, but Wagner fires back with a four suplex in the corner. He gets Dijak up on his shoulders, but Dijak escapes. Wagner catches him with a running knee, but Dijak manages to hit a super kick. Wagner big spoon and goes for a cover, but only got two count. Wagner goes for a choke slam, but Dijak escapes to one of his own. He goes for the cover, but Wagner kicks out. Then he sends to the top rope, but Wagner hits a, I believe it was a crotch group, a crotch group pedigree, that's what I'm just going to call it, off the middle rope. He falls with a slam, but Dijak has a submission. Wagner escapes, but Dijak hits the feast your eyes to put Wagner away. That's 8 minutes and 42 seconds. Not a bad match between the two biggest men in NXT. I get this one 5 out of 10. Get some die, give try to some momentum into his North American title match tomorrow night. Then we go backstage to Tony D'Angelo and Stax. D'Angelo tells Stax to forget about Dijak and asks if he took care of those two things Stax as he has, and they walk off. Then we go backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell, Mit- Mitchell, who's about to review the footage of the attack on Nikia Lines in the parking lot last week, who and who was nearby the scene. She points out Valentina Faraz walking away. Did we see a performance center? Uh, Recruit Lexus Lady walking with Area Grace and Danny Palmer into the arena. Then she pointed out an unidentified woman driving off in a white car. This shows Lola Feist and Letra Lopez walking away from the scene. Then she points out that Tiffany Stratton was going for a bag on top of the car. Then questions if she could have used some in their attacker. Then she points out Sophie Starks walking away from the scene. Then we see that they point out that Tan Paxley Lash Legend were in the background. That as Indy Harwin, Lara Fakaria checked in, run and check on on lines. She knows that Winnie Chu ups her and everything from a car. And she's a no ice claim response for the tech just yet. Then we come back from break. We had to do a video to show the events of that lead up to the XE Tile Steel Cage match on Saturday. 
Here we got our fourth match. We got Tyler Bagel with Axiom. This match started with a lockup before they traded submission holds. Before Axiom hits a draw kick, Bates sends himself and Axiom crashing DLT over the top rope. That sends us to a break. We come back. Bate has an airplane spin on Axiom. Then he falls over the right hand for Axiom hits one of his own. He throws an insecure and a running kick to lock that sleeper hole. Tyler Bates escapes and catches. Before Axiom catch with super kick, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Bait delivers a lyric up the ropes and looks for the Tyler Driver 97. Axiom counters it into a cover for a two count. Bait tries to go for it again, but Axiom reverses with a hurricane. But the third time, Bait finally hits the Tyler Driver 97, hits it one more time for good measure to get the win at 10 minutes and 7 seconds. This was an excellent match between these two men. I give this match 8 out of 10. I recommend checking this match out. After the match, they shake hands, and then Damon Kemp comes out of nowhere and attacks both of them. Then he hits a chokeslam backbreaker on Axiom and retreats. So that sets up a future match between him and Tyler Bate, I imagine. Then we head to a video of Isla Dawn casting a spell. The camera pans out that we see that she's teaching Alba Fire. They complete the ritual, and Dawn says the initiation process has begun. I imagine that will probably lead to them uh, challenging for the XC Women's Tag Team titles. In the near future, then fake Joseph welcomes woman's champ rocks and press and talks to interaction face satellite. Then ask press what entering the women's war one match was like. Press says it was overwhelming. Express her gratitude for a before JC Jane cuts her off, then said it was pathetic and she didn't win the match, but at least she got to enter the match. She said it would be over for a little Miss Perfect real soon and she has no chance of beating them. Then Gigi Dolan says she's good, but she has no chance when some. When Sam goes up against the two baddest women in NXT, Press tries to talk, but Jane cuts her off again. Says she peaked at 21 years old. Dolan says she messed with Toxic Attraction. Jane tells her she could play the what if game. She tells her it would be two against one at Vengeance Day. Press angrily walks up through the attitude of Toxic and kept getting cut off. So Fig asks Hostage who will be the new women's champion. Dolan says that she will that they both will be. She's this day have been a long time coming. Then, of course, the women's championship before Craig to become wheel come the women's champion. Then, out of nowhere, Perez comes, runs, and jumps on attacks. Talks to Trent, destroys his set. This is to a break. And then we come back from break. Mackenzie Mitchell's with Carmel Hayes and Trick Williams. I just got to find the exact quote that he wrote. Give you one sec. It's got fun. The, the exact quote he wrote. That's what Trip going to really said shaking like a booty meat on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, Mitchell says you see skip before he said that. So Wayne said he's cold and questions to come Avengers Day. Carmelo tells him that he obviously should, then addresses Paul Cruz and says until he gets to two out three falls, he will never be the best. Then we go to our next match, our fifth match, Stevie Turner. Goes wrong well with Danny Palmer, Stevie Turner making her in-ring debut. So the match starts a little lock up. Turner has a pair of big boots and delivers a few kicks to Cyberhead. 
Then she hits a running boot followed by a neckbreaker. Palmer hits an arm drag and a splash. Then it's a thrash press. Stevie fires back with a pump kick and a DDT for the win at 2 minutes and 56 seconds. Squash match, I give it 4 out of 10. Then we go back to the key and jumps on the phone. She tells this sack guy that she loves him. Then Fallon Henley questions her who she was talking to. Then said she knows she would hurt Brock Jensen. They began to argue before the tag champs, Kane Carvin, cut her on chance walking, questioned the decision between the two of them. Henley and James brush off that they'll be the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champs at Vengeance Day. Then the champs walk off, and then Henley tells James while they need to stay focused. Our conversation not over. Then our sixth match, Charlie Dempsey goes over Drew Gulak. Masters will walk up. Gulak sends Dempsey across the ring before they are training submission holds. Well, that sends to a break. We come back from break. Uh, Dempsey delivers an uppercut of Dragon Screw. Screw. Falls over a do- pair of double underhook suplexes and a German suplex, but Gulak fires back with a clothesline. Gulak slaps Dempsey, but Dempsey fires back with some offense of his own. He walks in a crossface chicken wing as Hank Walker is encouraging Gulak from the outside. Gulak escapes when Dempsey is sent to Walker, then rolls him up for the win at 8 minutes and 43 seconds. This was a another excellent match between these two. I wish they got more time. I say extra 5-10 minutes. I give this match also 8 out of 10. I recommend checking this match out. And then we see backstage in the locker room. Mr. Stone asks him who he is. Then he suggests as much as the fans do. He tells Wagner to show him who he is inside so he can help Wagner help himself. Then our seventh and final match of the night, the main event, a NXT Tag Team Tall number one touch qualifier match. The winners join the NXT Tag Team Triple Threat match at Vengeance Day. Or fail for, it'll be not fail for. So it's a diet that is Rip Fowler and, Jay, and Jagger Reed. Versus Chase U does Andre Chase and Duke Hudson. Versus Idris and Elfe and Malik Blade. So whoever wins this match will join the champs the New Day. Pretty deadly and Gallus in that match. So Duke Hudson and Rip Fowler kick the match over the lockup. Duke hits a body slam and takes Andre Chase. Idris and Alfe takes himself in and they walk up. And Alfe hits a draw kick, then takes a Millie Blade. Blade hits a boot to Andre Chase before Jager Reed takes himself in. Jager Reed is formerly known as James Drake. Reed hits a series of right hands to Chase. This is the outside with Rip Fowler, aka former known as Zach Gibson, is waiting. So uh, Fowler takes him and diet hit a assist pile driver before sending Chase bounce off the apron chest first. He tosses him back in the ring and takes so they were taking control of this match for a bit before Andre Chase hits a back body drop, but the one was tagged in as Dianoc, Malik, and Andreas off the apron. Also, Duke was off the apron. Oh, I'm sorry, I got hit myself. So he tried taking he, he tried to take Duke, but Duke was off the apron. So he tried to go for an and blade, but Dianoc pulls him off the apron. They do some double team to Andre Chase, but Duke recovers and tags in. Hudson reads Reed into the corner and hits a big boot that sends Reed to the outside. He comes back, hits a German suplex for a two count. Hudson, Duke looks for a kick, but Billy Blake takes himself in, takes a uh, Hudson. And Alfe takes in, and Molly hits a splash. And Alfe hits a crossbody. They hit a double team for a jump of faraway slam. They go for a cover, but Chase U and Daya broke that up. So Jager Reed isn't uh, the legal man in the match. Him and Alfe are teetering on the top rope. Fowler joins them. Andre Chase takes himself and he pulls all we got a big tower doom spot. He delivers to Chase U stomps to read, but Ava Rain distracts him. Here comes Thea Hill. Come around from the other from the Chase U corner, takes her out. Hudson takes in. 
and they hit the flat the flatliner that's basically like a gory bomb flatliner combo for the win at 10 minutes and 38 seconds this was a fun main event this match i give 7 out of 10 so chase you will join the champs new day pretty deadly and gallows in that tag team tall match vengeance day so after the match gallows and pretty deadly appear and they to confront chase you then nxt tag champs the new day appear on john drunk kofi congratulates chase you and join the match is there was that they'll see them pretty deadly and gallows on saturday and then we close out this week's nxt what are the Basically, a video package of Vengeance Day. So I'm gonna run down the card for Friday's for tonight's level up, and also I'll run down the Vengeance Day card and give mine and John's predictions. So tonight on level up, we have tag team match: Josh Briggs, Brooke Jensen goes inside Clan Bronco Nima, Javier Benar goes with Ola Femi, and Saul Rocker goes with Lash Legend. So I'm gonna read each match, and I'm gonna give each other's predictions. So for the NXT Women's title in a triple threat match, Roxanne Perez defends against JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. We both, I say Roxanne retains. So does John. Uh, for the NXT title, Braun Breaker defends against Grayson Waller. I have Braun Breaker retained. John has Grayson Waller winning the NXT title. For the North American title, Les Sweet defense against Dijak. I have Les Re retaining. John has Dijak winning. For the NXT Tag Team titles and a Fatal Four match, New Day defense against Pretty Deadly. Gallows or Chase U. John has Gallows winning the NXT Tag Team titles. For me, I'm going to say. I'm going to say Gallus or Chase U are winning the NXT Tag Team titles. I don't think New Day's retaining, I, but I don't think they'll get pinned, though. And in a 2 out of 3 falls match, we got Apollo Crews going with Carmelo Hayes. John has Hayes winning. I'm also going to say Carmelo Hayes winning as well. And then for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles, it's King Kong and Kana Chance defending against Fountain Hill and Keanu James. John has Fallon Haley and Keanu James winning. I'm going to say the champs retain. I'm going to, say, I'm going to go with King Car and Katana Chance. And yes, we were actually supposed to have Cora Jade and uh, Farrah Fakari go one-on-one, but for as far as that never happened. But that was NXT from Tuesday, January 31st. If I had to pick three matches, I'd recommend checking out a lot of good action here, but if I had to pick out of the four, I say the opening the tag team match, Bate versus Axiom, Gulak versus Debs in the main event. Stars and Hartwell's be my number five. Five there. And I will go to night six of the road to New Beginnings Power Tour, January 31st, from Ikea, Japan at the Ikea Ikea Foroso Village Dome Theater. This was a house show as well. So the opening match. Great Okan defeat Yuto Nakashima via Sheep Killer Summit so 45 seconds. And Tag Team Match of Tiger Mask 4 and Togahama Hama defeat Horoshi Tanzu Oscar Lube for Kakashi on Lube 12 and a half minutes. 
tag team match in Taiji Ishimori now playing Tazful Bullet Club. They defeat Master One on John via Sundown on John 10 minutes and six seconds. In tag team match, we have Beep Up Tag Team Toriano and Yoshi Rip Yoshi Hosh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeat Kenta and Ghetto at Bullet Club via disqualification 13 minutes and nine seconds. Eight man tag team match in DMDK defeat Chaos's Chaos. A Ryan Oyoa for a slide Larry on Oyoa 14 minutes and 57 seconds. An eight man tag team match in Unite Empire. Just take a Ocon switch with Aaron Hanare. Defeat just four guys via him blade on Taka Michinoku 14 minutes and two seconds. And this was originally supposed to be a 10 minute 10 match between LIJ and Okada and Yo from Chaos, along with Shota Uno, Taguchi, and Makabe. But Yo caught a fever. So he was off the, these last two nights of the tour. And so, so Bushi was taken out of it. So LIJ, that was Junior Champion, KOBW 23 Champion, Shingo Takagi. Junior Heavyweight Champion, Hiromu Takahashi, Sina and Tensei Naito. They defeat IWGP World Champion, Kashishika Okada, Shuna Umino, Rushuke Taguchi, and Toge Makabe in 19, 8, 19 minutes and 18 seconds. We have Lasso Dragon on Toge Makabe. So that was night six of the Road to New Beginning Tour. So I'm just going to run down the Dynamite show right quick from February 1st. Again, if you want my full thoughts on the on the AW shows, come check out. I'm on the WWE podcast, unofficial WWE podcast, where I do AW weekly wrap-up. So John Watson, if you hand me page, 16 minutes and 31 seconds. Non-title match, AW World Tag to James the Acclaim, defeat the Outrunners, 50 seconds. Kanosuke Takashi defeat Ring of Honor, 6-minute tag champ, Brian Cage, 10 minutes and 6 seconds. Brian Dalson defeat Timothy Factor, 13 minutes and 38 seconds. Jay Cargill retained her TBS all against Red Velvet, 7 minutes and 6 seconds. And in the main event, a in a no holds barred for the TNT top, Small Joe defeats the champ Gary Allen to come a two-time champ, 15 minutes and 25 seconds. There, so that was Dynamite. <laughs> And I will go to night seven, the final night of the Road to New Begin Sapporo, February 1st, from Amori, Japan at the Material Arts Hall. So Aaron Nara defeated Rai Oyoa for a Berserker Bomb, 7 minutes and 47 seconds. Tag Team Action, both father players, that's Togi Makabe and Toriyano. They defeat Oscar Lube and Hiroshi Tansen. Defeat Boston Crab on Lube, 8 minutes and 9 seconds. In tag team match in Taiji Ishimori and now Fantasma a Bull Club. They defeat Mashable and Tiger Mask via Sun Death and Tiger Mask, 8 minutes and 10 seconds. More tag team match in Hiroshi Tanahashi and Jado. They defeat Bullet Clubs as Kenta and Ghetto via submission by Texas Colbert, 14 minutes and 58 seconds. Eight man tag team match. We had Chaos as the IWGB tag teams. Vision one that's for Gigo and Yoshihashi and Tomoro Ishii. They team up Yoto. Nakashima, they defeated Team DK, that's television champ Sasha Saber Jr. Shane Haynes, Michael Nichols, and Koshida Fujita via submission by Butterfly Lock and Fujita, 14 minutes and 43 seconds. Eight man tag team match, and we had Nine Empire defeat just four guys via Himblade and Taka Majinoku, 14 minutes and 28 seconds. And then eight, another eight man tag team action. This time it's LIJ. They defeat IWGP World Champion Kushishka Okada, Shuda Umino, Risuke Taguchi, and Togwahama via Pama Bomber on Hama at 19 minutes and 15 seconds. 
So that was the Wednesday shows. And now we're on to... Thursday, February 2nd. So I'll run down the MLW shows very quick. So we had Dr. Dax defeat Vinny Pacifico. We had the middleweight champion Lindsay Dorado and Microman defeat Astaga Underground as Delirious and Mini Abadra Negro. <laughs> Excuse me. And then we also had Sec there, my brain don't have my notes up here. Oh, and small SWAT team defeat the FBI, so that was fusion from February 2nd. And now we'll go to WWE main event from February 2nd last night. So the opening match, Sean Bedrin defeating or going on with Damon Kemp. So they start with their handshake. Kemp gets a waist lap with. Benjamin reverses and takes it to the mat. Ken was able to switch and do some mat wrestling for Benjamin rolls to the corner for a break. Benjamin grabs the arm and they trade count for Damon hits a arm drag. As he, was, he tells the fans in Tulsa that he, he's the real gold standard. Damon also a handshake and then slaps Benjamin in the face. Sheldon changes Kemp on the floor but come back in the ring. Kemp hits another slap to the face followed by a neck breaker for a two count. Kemp throws him hand, right hands for some body shots in the corner. Kemp lands some Yorpin uppercuts for Benjamin starts firing back. Kemp sends Benjamin into the corner and catches him on the way out with a neck break for another two count. Kemp hooks a chin lock for Benjamin starts to rally up again. They start trading right hands. Benjamin gets the advantage, hits a heel kick, and then gets Kemp off his feet. Stinger splash in the corner. He goes for a clothesline, but then Kemp ducks in, hits a spear, hits a twist and suplex for a two count. Benjamin comes back with a German suplex. Step up running in the corner before he puts Kemp away with the Pay dirt for the win at 5 minutes and 49 seconds. Fun little match between those two more main Ross versus NXT. I get this match 6 out of 10. Then we get recaps of the Men's Rumble Roads. Came in number 30, eliminating Intercontinental Gunther entered number 1. Then we get a field package of the Women's Rumble match. Then we go back to Raw as Ripley picks Charlotte to face her at the at WrestleMania for the Smack the Women's title. We go back to the Rumble. We see Bialer defeat. We see the Raw Women's title match as Bianca Belair defeat Bliss for retaining the Raw Women's title. Then we get an announcement of the Raw Women's title in terms of Elimination Chamber match. As I said, German Raw reveal. Then we go back to Raw as... Rollins defeat Gable to get the first ball in the U.S. title Chamber match. We also see Gargano Reed also qualify. Gargano beat Corbin and... Reed beat Ziggler. So this Monday on Raw, we'll see the final two between Montage Four and Elias and Andrew Dawkins and Damian Priest. Then back to the as we get the closing angle of the Bloodline and Kevin Owens. And then our no pun intended the main event, Akira Tazel goes on Tony D'Angelo. D'Angelo comes to Zell start as he throws him around the ring, tells me he has nothing. Tazel slaps him in the face and fires off some strikes, but got caught with the right hand. Tazawa hits a hit scissors. He tries to go for a move, but 
D'Angelo catches him and hits a gut buster. He goes after the tape ribs. And then, oh, there we go. Sorry, might have lost my notes there. So I'll come out with a game because of a crossbody. Got caught. D'Angelo nails him with a powerbomb as we go to commercial break. We come back from break. D'Angelo controlling the head and throws uppercut to the ribs. He got two count off a suplex. He walks in an abdominal stretch as he he yells at the crowd if he saw, if uh, as he as I sucked and he sucks up with the Sawa. Tasawa escapes and gets a roll for a two count. Hits another head scissors followed by a running knee. Tasawa comes out and hits a flying back elbow for a two count. Tasawa tries to lift D'Angelo, but not with the damaged ribs. He does with a, a crazy submission hole, but D'Angelo escapes and connects with a clothesline. Then he hits a perfect plex, only got a two count. Tasawa gets up top, but D'Angelo just starts attacking him. Tasawa fights back, blocks the supervisor, and comes off the top with a senton to get the win at 7 minutes and 12 seconds. Fun little match. There, for the win, I could just match 6 out of 10. Then we go back to Raw. Cody Rhodes cut in promo his match. About winning the men's Rumble match and doubles Mania match with Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal title. Which I just may interrupt it. Then we get a pipe video of Piper Niven. Then we go back to Raw 30. I was supposed to get that cage match, but doesn't happen. But as damage control lays out Lynch. And then we get a final moment of the Rhodes Ballad match from this past Monday. The close out main event. So I'll just run down the SmackDown tonight's SmackDown card right quick. We get the finals of the SmackDown Telenovel Dinners Tournament. It's Braun Strowman and Ricochet faces off against Imperium that look with Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Charlotte Flair defends the SmackDown Women's Talk against Sonya Deville. And we also get a Fatal 4 match. This is what I mean by the SmackDown. The winner gets into the Raw Women's Talk in the Elimination Chamber match. Natalia for Shotzi Blackheart for Shayna Baszler versus Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that twice. Should be Slade Vega. Don't know why I said Blackheart twice. <laughs> and I ran down Monday's card. There, so that was main event. And now we'll go to Impact. So we kick it off with a tag team match. Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Bullet Club goes against Kushida and Kevin Knight. So Knight and Bay begin the match by logging up. For Knight got a hillock on Bay, but Bay reversed it. Got one of his own, hits a short tackle. They keep countering each other's attempts at doing some. Bay hits a draw kick, slime draw and stomp the back of Knight. Kevin Knight hits a senton on Bay for a two count. Kushida takes and works on the left arm of Chris Bay for his draw kick on Bay's arm. Kevin Knight takes back in and Slams Bay with an Irish whip, but Bay hits a bandera on Kevin Knight. Knight tries to go first, but Bay common midder with a draw kick for a two count. Is Austin takes in, hits a running thrust kick for a top toe hold. Low Bay hitting on a double stomp on the back of Knight for a two count. Bullet Club was taking control of Knight before Austin is snapped into a hit kick for a two count. Knight laid in the strikes and attempted to take Kushida, but Bullet Club blocked him from doing it. But Knight flips over Austin and Kushida gets a tag, hits. Bull Club with Shotes hits a cartwheel draw kick on Chris Bay. 
Bay went for a spam removal. Kushida caught midair and walked into Yuji Katami before Bay reversed it for a two count. Kevin Knight hits a, comes in and hits a draw kick on Bay. Kushida got Bay in a short for Draw kick on Austin, and Knight hits a her leaping her off the top rope. Kushida got Bay on his shoulders, and Knight hit a leaping chuck on draw kick for a close two count. Austin laid his infants on Knight and Kushida before hitting Spring Barajo's kick on Knight. Austin evade Kushida on April and hit a P kick on him. Knight drops Austin on the outside before went for a Spring splash to the outside on Austin, but Bay common with it. Counter, that was a cool spot. Back in the ring, Kevin Knight got hit with the 1 2 sweep. For the win at 9 minutes and 26 seconds. This was an excellent match to kick off impact. I recommend checking this out. I give this 8 out of 10. And before I keep going, I forgot to mention on before the impact, that's basically their pre-show. Jonathan Gresham did defeat Aiden Prince. 7 minutes and 21 seconds. Then after the match, he challenged Mike Bailey to a match at no surrender. But I'm not going to spoil anything. So backstage did sign Big Con, Alan Angels, and Diener, they confront Sammy Callahan ahead of their eight-man tag team main event in the show. Diener told Callahan he would show mercy after his trials the previous week, but he has to prove himself to design in the main event. Then we get a video package hyping up the debut of Steph Delander, aka known as Priscilla Parati from NXT. She is debuting next week on Impact. Then we get our second match. Gisela Shaw goes well with Savannah Evans. They argued to start the matchup before Evans hits a right hand on Shaw. Shaw slaps Evan twice, but Evans responds with a serious punch before Shaw hits a chop on Evans. Shaw with another slap before Baltimore chops. Evans hits Shaw into the corner, hits a dumb run, hope suplex. That's the outside, says to a break. We come back from break. Shaw arches Evans in the corner, but Evans reverses and hits a side slam. They were exchanged strikes before Evans has a two lyrics, a small drop, and spine blaster, and a fisherman suplex for a two count. Evans tries to go for a default Nelson, but Jal Fidel distract the referee. Dial out Shaw to rake Evans' eyes and hits a knee strike to put Evans away for the win at four minutes and 52 seconds. Not a bad match. I give it four out of 10. Then after the match, she cuts a promo and says she aims to get all the spotlight for herself. Calling herself now the Black Widow of Impact Wrestling for breaking every tag team in her sight, which, I mean, it's true because she did break the influence that's mastering Tineo Dashwood, and also VXT known as Dion Prasso and Chelsea Green. We go backstage, Kenny King is confronted by Johnny Swinger seeking dice, and Dice took King's popcorn and told him that he would arrange Kane a meet and greet unless he wanted a fight. Kane told Dice and Swinger the next time he saw them would be in the ring, and as he talked to the DOA, Director of Authority, Santino rather make a match. So Santino makes that match official before Steve Macklin confronts him. Macklin tried to make a triple threat match for no surrender, but he told him he had to get a match if he wins a normal contenders match series to earn a shot. Also, Dirty Dangle confronted Macklin to earn a qualifying match, but Santino tells him to go away. He's already in one of the qualifying matches. I'll get to that card after the finishes review. Third, third match, Crazy Steve goes on with Shaolin Jean. Squash match, Jean hits a diving DD. Sorry, Crazy Steve hits a diving DD on the Jean for the win at 2 minutes and 26 seconds. 2 out of 10. After the match, the exhibition champion Trey Miguel attacks DK, but Steve bit Miguel's face for spraying praying his logo on his chest and saying he's going after the exhibition title. 
Then backstage, G. Miller is with Jordan Grace for an interview. Saying still has a guaranteed range for the knockout's title. Grace before and before Grace calls the new the new rookies to Atlanta for a match next week, which is confirmed. Steamer sit down with Impact Wrestling, ECW Impact Wrestling, Jim Raven to get some advice. Reese confronts Raven to get the flock back together, but Raven told him to simmer down. All of a sudden, he goes Bully Ray. He comes to the ring, got the promo. He was going to interrupt by chance from the crowd to the path of the bully. Bully does history with Tommy Dreamer before calling the biggest phony in the history of the business. Before calling him a snake, but here comes the knockout champ, making James interrupt Bully Ray. James told Billy to get the hell out of Impact Wrestling, but Bully refused and asked what was wrong with her. Bully threatened to smack James in the face, told him to be careful. So James smacked him in the face, which Bully responded by body slamming Mickey. Bully had James right before being joined by the good hands, John Skyler and Jason Hodge. The powerbomb James into a tail, but here comes Dream making the save. Dreamer and James challenge the good hands to a tag team match immediately, but they refuse. So Cynthia Morel comes up and makes that match for next week. Backstage, Kelly Kelly's confronted by Taylor Wall, and she told Kelly that Spirits told her they want them as a team for the knockouts. Tag champs to Dev Dolls teleport before telling Kelly that they would team for a match for the knockouts tag titles. It's actually a non-time match next week. Taylor Kelly and Rose were throw with Ty Falker and Jessica to slap awkwardly. Nervously, I mean, sorry. Then our fourth match, Kenny King goes along with Johnny Swinger. Swinger gets on the ropes to begin the match. He corners over the ropes to evade Kenny King's offense before he went for like karate chop. But King would King for King was bamboozled. He aimed by spinning heel kick on Swinger. Ziggy Dice tries to strike Kenny, but Kenny saw direct hit a scorpion kick in a royal flush to put Swinger away. At a minute 48 seconds, one out of ten. This this match honestly did not need to be on the show. But I get you want to pipe up King after that excellent pit fight match with Mike Bailey a few weeks ago. So after the match, Kenny King got the problem saying he was putting the impact locker room on notice. Then backstage, Masha Slamovich, no one for the knockouts title. Was confronted by Bully Ray, and Bully told Masha that she would not take care of knockout champ Mickey James for telling her she would become the new champ. Bully told Slamovich not to allow James show disrespect again before Slamovich talked to Russian and then store out Bully's site. Somewhere else, backstage, Mark Matt Cardona presented a diss track to Joe Hendry to the impact locker room, but everybody walked away. Cardona challenges Joe Hendry for the digital media title next week, and that is confirmed. Then we get our main event eight man tag team match impact world champion Josh Alexander, Frankie Casari, Ilya Mar, and Rich Swanko gets to design. So Diener and Rich one begin the match before Diener immediately tags in Sammy Callahan. Someone gets swum. Swan and Kelly locked up before Kelly got a wrist lock on Swan for him to pop up hip up. Angels tags in, kicks Swan's chest for late punches on him. Swan hits a lariat on him off the middle rope before he hit Tahara. Tier Hero on Angels. Here comes the new Japan star, Yuri Murrow tags in. Hits a leap and draw, kick on the Angels for a two count. Diener tags in, but here comes the Impact World Champion, Josh Alexander. They trade shots for Diener bites Alexander's face. Angels tags in. All eight men are both teams are in the ring began brawling. Alexander hit the crossbar on the big Kong. And it's hits a Swan hits a Campbell off the even sign. This is a break. We come back for break. Yoma got hit with an elbow. 
Frank Kazarian tags in. Kazarian hits a chop and a rush of the leg sweep on the Angels. Kazarian cleans that house and hits Springboard elbow drum on the Angels. Swan Kazarian hit a double hit toss for on Angels for a two count. Spawn try to go for a rolling splash, but Angels come and Marin hits a power slam. Then he takes in Diener. Diener hits a body slam and a knee drop on the Swan for Big Con tags in and hit kicks Swan in abdomen. He got Swan in a double nerve hold before pulling his nose and cheek before tagging in Callahan. Callahan hits a chop to the back of Swan's neck. Diener takes in. This is Swan is taking control of this match. Angels so he takes in. He hits a neck round Swan for a two count. Khan hits a bad draw on Swan, and Angels hit the middle rope draw kick for a two count. As Kazarian broke off the cover, <clears throat> Diener takes in the front face lock on Swan before slams on the mat. Swan did leap over Diener, trying to make a tag to his teammates, but Diener caught him and tagged in Big Khan. Khan hits a leg drop, Kalyan tags, and he goes for a corner splash, but Swan kicks him in the face. Then he goes super kick party on the line. Into Curry to Callahan before finally takes the champ, Josh Alexander. Alexander goes and takes Angels, Diener, and Callahan to German Suplex City. For it's a thrust kick on Khan for a two count, but Alexander quickly responds by locking him in an ankle lock. But Khan broke it up, but kick him in the face. Your mirror takes and hits a draw kick on Khan, but Callahan takes it and breaks you out right in the eyes. Alexander hits a double lariat on the Callahan Diener, but Diener hits the eight town down, followed by Lariat. Swan comes and hits a thrust kick on Diener, but Angels kind of went around all but to a German suplex. Kassarin hits the one final beat. Basically, jumping over the top of DDT. But Khan hits him with a spine buster. Yurimara hits a drop kick for a suplex on Khan. Yurimara hits a lip and insecurity kick on Kalyan for climbing the top rope, but Dieter stops him. And then Kalyan hits a. The Cactus Drive for the win at 13 minutes 17 seconds. This was a fun main event. I give this 7 out of 10. I do like the story with Saving Kalyan trying to join the design. So for this week's impact, I remember checking out the opening tag match between Bull Club and Kevin Knight Kushida in the main event. That's really all you really need to check. You could probably skip the rest of it. So next week on Impact, we have Joel Hendry defending the digital media title against Matt Cardona in non-title match to knock his tight champ to death dolls because it's Kara Kelly Taylor Wild. We have two number one contender for the award, no winner qualifying matches. Brian first one is Brian Myers for his third dango. The second one is PCO for Shira. And then Joran Grace versus Steph Delander. And in some tag team match, we got busted open. That is the knockout champion. Mickey James and Tommy Drigo gets to good hands. That's John Skyler and Jason Hodge. So no swear so far made. And these are non-spoilers. I'm not going to give out spoilers. I, I know who's in the matches, but I'm not going to have respect for the fans that don't want to know. I'm not going to say. So for the knockouts, I'll make a change to Master Slimovich. Josh Alexander defends the impact world title against Rich Schwann. And then number one contenders fail four match will be the winner of the Myers third Dango match versus the winner of the PCO Shear match versus two spots to be determined. So that is impact. So I am going to run to Wrestling Revolver. They did have a show last night. Night on Moxbury from Dane, Ohio. So, in the opening match, Evil Uno defeat Jake Christ, four minutes and 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. British Spear defeat Blair Onyx, two minutes and five seconds. 
in a fatal six-way screen match, Mike Bailey with Greg A. Loco, Jared Diaz, Jessica, Madman Fulton, and Tyler Matrix in 14 minutes and 13 seconds. In a pure rules match, the ring runner appeared Jim Ware Unit defeat JT Dunn, 12 minutes and 31 seconds. For the Revolver Top in an ODQ match, Steve Macklin retains against Crash Jackson, 9 minutes and 33 seconds. For the Revival Tag Team titles, Bullet Club's Ace Austin and Chris Bay to defeat the Champs' dad scout to stay in the dead and Jake Manning in 12 minutes and 35 seconds. Billy Starks defeat Ali Catch, 9 minutes and 49 seconds. And for the Wrestling Revival Remix and Prestige Wrestling title in a Falls Count Anywhere match, Alex Shelley retains against Rich Chuan, 15 minutes and 26 seconds. And in our main event, a six-man tag team no DQ match. That's the Rascals, as Marlon Reed, Trey McGill, and Saturday wins. They defeat the second gear crew, that is Juan Call Manders, Ms. Warner, and Matthew Justice in 21 minutes and five seconds. So yeah, that was that's so and yes, we had Dragon Gate show start tonight, but I'm gonna say that for Sunday. So on Sunday's show, we'll have Friday shows that'll be SmackDown Rampage level up. Tamahashi Day 1 and Raised to Paris Day 1. That's from Dragon Gate. And the House of Glory show. Then on Saturday, February 4th, we'll go over Pro Wrestling Noah's Sunny Voyage, NXT's Vengeance Day, Drag All Japan Pro Wrestling Exile Series Day 1, New Japan Pro Wrestling's New Beginning and Supply Day 1, and also Tamahashi Day 2, Stardom Show Supreme Fight. And Dragon Gates, right to Paris Day Two, and then on Sunday, February fifth, we'll go over Day Threes of Dragon Gates, Ready to Paris Show, Day Two of the New Beginning in Sapporo from New Japan and Pro Wrestling Star Navigation. So that was Episode Five, Walk with Ethan. I'm your host Ethan Black. While your host will will be me and John will be back on Sunday to review the weekend shows. Have a great night, guys.